Welcome to Keeping Tabs. I'm Tab the Croc, and every Monday, I talk to someone here in North Idaho, the goal to connect more people in the Coeur d'Alene area. And then every Friday, I talk to someone outside the community to bring in a new perspective and to learn a little bit about yourself. Let's thank our sponsor, 32 Below, Froyo and more. They are located here in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, frozen yogurt, endless toppings, paninis, adult floats, beer, wine, and endless mimosas every Saturday and Sunday. So go check them out. Follow them on social media. They're amazing uh, and you won't regret it. So let's enjoy that episode. Good morning, and I have David McMurtry, and I have known him for, gosh, a long time, since my Montana days, um, when I was working at the Boys and Girls Club of Yellowstone County, shout out to them, um, they did, they brought in, brought in David to do a program with us, positive, you, and I'm drawing a blank, and I feel really bad, um, and we, they trained the staff, and we did it with the kids, it was really great, so I met him through that, and I've been following him through Facebook and his family. So thank you for being here, uh, and I would love for you to tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're doing now. Um, well, Tabitha, thanks for having me on. Uh, really enjoy catching up with you. Um, so what you're referring to was Go For It, which was an organization that I was working with, which was a train-the-trainer model for elementary and uh, uh, preschools and ECEs. So I was doing that at the time and traveling around the country and doing talks, um, but then about now, six years ago, um, I met my wife, and uh, on our second date, she had this idea of, that was hers, which was to open a preschool. And I said, yes, I think that's a great idea. And so I stole her idea, and uh, I opened a preschool with her, but she uh, had the other job to pay the bills while we started school up, and then it grew fast enough that she was able to leave her corporate job and join the preschool, which was her original idea. So let that be known. But uh, for the past three and a half years, I and my wife run a preschool with about 150 kids each day and um, ages six weeks to six years old. And in that window, we've had two kids of our own. So I have two babies. Well, I've had one of them's not a baby anymore, um, but we have basically a one-year-old and a three and a half year old in the building. So I get to watch my kids grow up at the same time that I get to go to work, which is a pretty cool thing for, for, for me and my wife to be able to do. That's awesome. Um, so how has this whole COVID affected you guys during this time? And you're in Denver. Um, so I'm in Denver. Yeah. Um, so we were in March, we were humming along and uh, we were at full capacity, had full staff and then COVID happened. And we voluntarily as a school closed for about two weeks, um, but then we reopened and we've been open since March 30th. Um, so we have a different perspective than a lot of the stay at home while my family has been stay at home when we're not at school. Um, it's been a crazy last two months, especially because uh, we're considered a essential work, or essential business really. Um, and for the early part of April, especially, we were serving mostly nurses and doctors and those workers that uh, needed care specifically just to keep the like society going. Um, and as it's kind of evolved, we've started to see more families become more comfortable with coming back to school. Um, but right now, we're at a place where the number of kids that we can have in a building based on state regulations has been reduced by 40%. Um, and so that's 
financially, it's not a great business model when your financial stream gets cut off by 40%. But more than that, and that's the bigger thing, is that uh, as society starts to reopen, a lot of parents don't have childcare anymore. Um, we are unable to offer spots to all the families that were currently in the building, not even new families that were with us on March 1st. Um, and so we had, uh, we've been kind of watching all of this evolve. Like, you know, you see all this stuff on the news and people are like staying at home and we're in the building each day with kids and nurses. And uh, now most, you know, most industries are now open. So we have a lot of different families in the building, but uh, the, uh, the trajectory has been like this. It's not even a trajectory. It's just like each day presents a new, new challenge, right? Yep. And if there's anything I would say that like, I'm at times tired of having to make decisions because everything is a new decision. There's no playbook for this. Like every policy is different and evolves and we're waiting for this to happen from the state or not to happen from the state. And so uh, I think what I, I speak for myself, but I think a lot of people, what they're looking for right now is some answers. Somebody to say, yes, it's safe to go there. Yes, you can do this. Um, and ironically, because I run the school, a lot of families are looking to us to have those answers. And I'm like, I don't know. I, I really have no idea what it's I'm doing. Right yeah. <laughs> I'm figuring this out as I go. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so what have you, have you missed the most about this whole, and I know your life is a little bit different, but what have you missed the most um, with the stay at home order um, in, your, in your area? Um, I miss tennis. I'm finally able to play a little bit more tennis these days. And last night I played twice in the last 10 days because they're allowing that. But yeah. uh, it's funny, the things you don't, you take for granted, all of a sudden they're taken away. And then you're like, man, I really, really miss playing tennis a lot. But um, I guess some of it's like that I, I don't have plans anymore. And I, there's a piece in that. Like I'm totally, I, I am able to breathe into the space that we aren't able to know. Yeah. But definitely, like, I, you know, like, I look at my calendar, like, what am I doing this weekend? I don't know, the exact same thing I was doing last weekend, which is stay at home with my three boys and, you know, try and keep them from, you know, running each other over all day. And so yeah. I think it's, it's the idea, not even of looking forward to something, but just having, you know, something that, you know, I did this on Saturday and I, I get to go hang out with friends. And so we've kind of lost some of the... Uh, connection to a lot of the other things that we normally like to do, but uh, big picture, that's, you know, exactly. I'm not the only one, so everybody's in the same boat on that one. So what, I mean, so on the other side, what's some positive that you've had come from, I guess, the stay at home or COVID? So I have, I mean, that's a great question. I've enjoyed, I mean, the world's changed. Like there's no, we're never going back. Like there's the world, there's a pre-COVID and a post-COVID and everybody's life will change in some way, positive or negative after. Um, and so I do think that there is, uh, not to be too cliche, but like spending more time with the family, but also deepening connections or missing that connection in a way that you feel closer. Like my father and I now have, you know, a social distance happy hour. He sits in a chair over here and I sit on the grass over here and we do everything to try and make sure the kids don't, you know, come up and touch them too much or, you know, that kind of thing. And so that's something that I wouldn't have done in that format with such regularity uh, as I do now. Um, the other thing, and this is a real, real life affirming, is that our school community has really gotten very strong. Um, where the parents, the kids, the teachers were all into this. Like at first, everyone was really afraid. Like they didn't want to come back. 
uh, they were concerned. They were getting, you know, the first day I came back from school, I came home and I took, I had put all my clothes outside and all my shoes outside. And while I'm not saying you shouldn't be safe anymore, like you should still do all the right, you know, social distancing and hand washing and you should wear masks. I've, I've become less afraid of, of COVID. And I think that that's an important thing for a lot of people to kind of like start to do if they haven't already gotten into a place where they're like re-engaged with society. So we have a huge financial crisis and we have a huge health crisis on the COVID front. But underneath all of it is what I think is probably the biggest like non-tangible thing right now is the mental uh, crisis that's going to deeply affect our country, not just now, but for months and years moving forward, almost in a trauma-like situation. Oh, yeah. So one of the benefits has been you asked the question was the benefit is like when you go together with this, then there's a, sen a deeper sense of community. Like you, you went to battle together and now we are forever tighter than before. Cause like when you come into school on the first day we were back, there was like 12 kids and like 24 staff. Like, one, like we literally had more staff in the building than we had kids and everybody was nervous. And like, Should we be here? And knock on wood, we have not had a positive case, uh, parent, teacher or, or kids since. Um, but I think to a T, every kid, parent, or teacher is happier and glad that they are back in school, back in the building, back at work than they were staying at home. Um, and so I, silver lining is I hope that when people have the opportunity to go back to work in a safe environment where they're not a, a, a group that's at high risk, that they're willing to kind of step into the unknown and work's a great place. Like for a lot of us, especially when we can't go to big concerts and, you know, big gatherings, like this is our social outlet right now. You know, talking to our coworkers, seeing these kids is my way to connect with like humans. And so I am truly grateful that I get to go to work each day. Um, and so that's not only a huge benefit for me, but I really do hope that people without being irresponsible, look at work as like a really good thing. It brings structure and positive, you know, I don't know if it's always positive, but it does bring purpose to your day. And I think in a time when we're so out of, out of whack that anything that brings a little bit more structure and a little bit of routine, I think is a good thing. Oh, completely. Yeah. And I, I, I love that what teachers are doing. Um, I've been seeing parades of teachers going through the neighborhoods in their cars and cheering like for their kids and they all come out in the grass. And um, I love that, like what you're talking about, or even like the 2020 seniors, like on my neighborhood, there's signs all over the place that are like, congratulations. And it's just a, it's, it's very interesting, I think. Yeah. Um, and that connection is completely different. So with this uh, stay at home, and I know you're still busy with work and things are, are you working on any projects right now? I know at one point you were working on a book and I know um, you're a great public speaker or there's any things that you have been working on or uh, even during this time. So I'm still doing, the book's still in progress and I'm still speaking, but right when I was writing that book to which you were interviewed for, um, I, got, I got married, had a kid, the, the it was a I had a stepson and started the school all at the same time for the past three years. What's so funny is my family has not been I haven't been away from the school for longer than three days since the school opened three years ago. Wow. So like my wife and I have not left. We're a year round school. You need a vacation. You need a vacation. You need a vacation, right? 
And so in March, we were going to Mexico. Like this was like, this was it. We, the whole family's coming, like we're you know, all the kids, we're buying swimsuits. You know, it was like one of these situations where this was our moment. Like we had finally gotten to a space where the school, we felt at peace and everything was now running and things were gonna be different. Yeah. And they're different, don't get me wrong. But uh, so uh, I still look forward to a long vacation that has no COVID hanging over it. So the question is, what projects am I working on? I'm doing a lot of gardening. Love me some gardening. Yes. When, I, when I met you, I didn't know, I hadn't known a piece of grass in my life, and now I lose sleep like thinking about the lawn. So I don't know if that's cool or me just getting old, but I love me some gardening these days. So I do think skilling up is a really great space to be. Uh, and I think one of the big projects that was just kind of bestowed, not even bestowed, totally wrong word, uh, that that I've kind of risen into is our industry right now, preschools and early childhood education was underfunded and already kind of an industry that was kind of on the tipping point of like their balance was like everybody had barely operational income. Um, and so there's a real crisis, not just in the reduction currently in rooms, but there was a crisis nationally on early childhood education. And so my wife and I uh, are making every effort we can to be advocates for the industry, uh, that especially now there's kind of this opportunity to reassert how important early childhood education is, not just for teaching kids, which I 100% believe, right. but the impact that it has on parents who want to go back to work, who lost their job, but now have a job, but now they don't have a school to send their kid back to, that creates a really big societal problem. Um, and we need voices for that. And so I'd actually say that's probably, other than gardening, which is still, that's still my jam. Um, that's probably the biggest project we're working on is how do we connect up to get to the right people so that they understand the needs of what's going on in the industry and specifically with parents and kids. That's awesome. Well, so here's a fun question. Favorite food or restaurant? Favorite food or restaurant? I love sushi. Like that's, you know, that's my gym jam. Um, Favorite restaurant? I'm really into Bird Call. I don't know if they have them out there, but it's like a fried chicken sandwich place. That's like it's really cool, and you can get margaritas now, right now, in a, a mason jar. So, oh, fantastic! So I'll give Bird Call a shout out. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, favorite music or band? Um, favorite music? I like. Uh, like Lumineers, uh, like Mumford and Sons. Um, shout out to Rob Drabkin, who uh, has a song called Beautiful Day. And if you're looking for some positivity and like how to get out of bed and face the day, uh, Rob Drabkin uh, is one of my favorite artists. He's a friend of mine and uh, I listened to his song the other day. So it's a good, it's, a, it's on the playlist of lift you up stuff, get you in a good mood for the day. <laughs> um, so what is one piece of advice you would give a younger you? Can I make it two? Yeah. Okay, I'll give it two. Um, the first thing that I would like to tell myself is it'll all be okay. And this was pre-COVID. I had, you know, in some of the stuff and experiences I've had in my life, you know, I've come out of it understanding that everything, it's okay. Like you don't have to have all the answers today. Don't be so hard on yourself and it'll, you'll figure it out. How you're gonna figure it out, I have no idea, but you'll figure it out. 
Um, so it'd be just kind of a patience and a faith that it'll all work out. Um, but the other one that I tell a lot of people I work with, or not just people in this building, but like clients and, and, and the coaching world that uh, you spend a lot of time in is whatever you do, do it fully. Everybody wants to know, you know, love of my life or is this the perfect job or profession? And again, you don't have to know if it's the right job or the right relationship to be in or fulfill in any situation. But if you give yourself fully, then you know you have a good, if you will, data point on whether this is a good situation for you or not. And you can say with confidence, I gave my all and it didn't work. And I know that I gave my all. So it's okay that I switched to something else. Um, and as an employer, somebody who hires people and like, you know, is a manager of people, the people who I love the most aren't necessarily the smartest or, you know, the uh, most articulate. They're the people who show up fully each day. That's a skill you can't teach. Like that is either in you or it's not. I can teach you, you know, the latest uh, social emotional curriculum. But what I can't teach you is a genuine inertia to want to show up to work and give your best. And if you leave our school and you go somewhere else to another industry, I, you know, I tell this to my staff, I will be your biggest advocate as you go off into any other industry or career. And I will give you an unbelievable recommendation in an industry that has nothing to do with teaching. I'd say to somebody, this is a person you want in your building because you know you can count on them each day because they give themselves fully. And it's almost like you want your next job give fully at your current job and it will open the door for your next job. And I always say that to people who are trying to figure stuff out is like, whatever you're doing, do it fully. And then if you don't like it, you can change. If it's working really well for you, go with it farther, but give yourself fully. Oh, that's so. a good one. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to use that one today. That's a good one. Um, last question is leave us with something super positive or something you can tell people that we're going through rough times right now. Um, something positive to leave us with. Um, so I'm doing a next 90 day challenge with ha Rachel Hollis. If you guys don't know Rachel Hollis, she's right. So I, you should actually should look into that if you have it. The next 90 day challenge is something they normally do, uh, around the new year's time, but because of COVID they've re-injected it right now because they thought it was a great space. And one of the ones that I took that I've, uh, really taken like heart to is find joy in a day. Like it's so easy to get, it's almost easier to think negative right now than it is to think positive. And so finding joy and the way, the tool that she uses is create a list of things that you can find joy that are accessible now. You know, like flying to Antarctica right now is not gonna happen, but there are things that you can do in your stay at home world that you can find joy, make a priority, schedule it and have somebody be a joy, uh, I think, joyful accountability partner. Mm. So have somebody who's going to hold you accountable to make sure you're finding joy. Uh, and it's not rocket science, but it's a great reminder of a something simple we can do, find joy, commit to it, and then find somebody else to make sure you do it. So. That's perfect. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Tabitha, it was great. Thanks for having me. Love, uh, love what you're up to on this project. Thank you so much. All right. Bye, everybody. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Keeping Tabs. If you like what you heard, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube, Spotify, or iTunes to listen to all the great interviews. Keeping Tabs is all about people, telling the story of some amazing people we have in our community 
and across the world. So make sure you subscribe, like, and follow along.